Welcome. You are listening to Aftersight. This recording is intended solely for individuals who are blind or have low vision. Hello. Thank you for joining us for the Friday, February 16th, 2024 reading of the Human Health Program. My name is Emily Crocker. On today's program, Heart Health, Everything You Need to Know from Prevention Magazine. And America has never had so many 65-year-olds from the Wall Street Journal. Plus, 14 surprising things about aging from WebMD. And more, time permitting. Here's our first report. Heart Health. The body's powerhouse is affected by what you eat, how you move, your state of mind, and even COVID. And that means there's so much you can do to keep it ticking. Here's everything you need to know. Special Hearts, Special Care by Lisa Bain from Prevention Magazine. Women are not small men. Women's hearts are not just smaller versions of men's hearts. Cardiologist Nisa Goldberg, MD, is passionate about the need for care equity, the idea that when it comes to heart disease, all practitioners need to give women as much attention as they give men. Women need to pay attention as well. Heart disease is the number one killer of U.S. women, a fact that only a little over half of American women are aware of. And if a woman suffers from a cardiac issue, her symptoms may well be different from a man's. Yes, the most common symptom for everyone is the classic chest discomfort, tightness, or pressure, says Dr. Goldberg, medical director of Atria, New York City, and a clinical associate professor of medicine at NYU Grossman School of Medicine. But sometimes a woman may experience severe shortness of breath without chest discomfort, she points out. Or the discomfort is lower down in the chest, and she may mistake it for a stomach ailment. Some women experience upper back pressure or unexplained exhaustion when doing very minimal exercise, she says. Another difference for women, says Goldberg, is in the risk factors. There are standard heart disease risks men and women share, like high cholesterol, high blood pressure, diabetes, cigarette smoking, lack of exercise, and obesity. But specific to women are pregnancy-related complications that raise their risk even years later, preeclampsia, preterm birth, hypertension during pregnancy, and gestational diabetes, she says. What this means, Goldberg says, is that it's critical for doctors to take complete medical histories and to ask women, even later in life, if they had any of the above complications during pregnancy or after giving birth. But not enough physicians know this, she adds. There's so much research going on around women and heart disease, and we need to get this integrated into clinical practice faster so more women can benefit from it. Med schools have improved their curricula, so it'll be better for the doctors of the future. But we have to make sure this information gets disseminated to the doctors who are already practicing and taking care of women. It's time for better action for women, she says. Something that would help is for all doctors to have a checklist right on the electronic record explaining how to screen women for heart disease, she says. For now, here's the bottom line. Be aware that not all physicians are tuned in to the specific heart risks women face. This guide can help arm you with the important know-how you need because women's hearts are special and special hearts deserve special care. Five Quarts That's how much blood your heart pumps around your circulatory system every minute. 
need-to-know heart facts. An upside to the chilling stats about women and heart disease, there's much you can do to prevent problems down the line. These facts can mobilize you to take steps to strengthen your heart and maybe even save your life. Fact. High blood pressure raises your risk of heart attack and stroke. The American Heart Association, or AHA, refers to high blood pressure, HBP, as a silent killer because usually there are no symptoms. That's why a key heart health step is to get your blood pressure checked on the regular. This is especially important for black people, the AHA says, because in the U.S. they have a higher rate of high blood pressure than other racial and ethnic groups. It also tends to be more severe in them, and certain meds may be less effective. If the condition isn't detected or controlled, it can wreak havoc on blood vessels and the heart as well as on the brain, eyes, and kidneys. Do this. Get your blood pressure checked regularly and talk to your doctor about how often it should be monitored. If yours turns out to be on the high side, discuss ways to help bring it to a healthy level. Many things mentioned in this guide can help, including healthy eating, monitoring weight, easing stress, and exercising regularly. Also important, according to the Mayo Clinic, watch your sodium levels and alcohol intake. Fact: Sitting too much puts your heart at risk. Studies have shown that sitting on your duff for prolonged periods increases heart disease risk by raising both blood pressure and blood sugar. Here's why. When we sit or lie down, our legs and gluteus muscles, the body's largest muscles, don't contract much and thus don't do their usual jobs of taking sugar from the bloodstream and helping break down fatty acids in the blood. Bingo! Too much sugar and too many fatty acids build up. Do this. Get out of your seat. It doesn't take much movement. A recent small study found that getting up every 30 minutes and moving for as little as three minutes might help. One idea for when you're at home is to make yourself a playlist with some three-minute songs and get out of that chair every hour for a solo bop. In the office, take breaks and walk up a couple of flights of stairs or around the block or the parking lot. Fact: Inflammation is a sharp indicator of heart risk. Not all inflammation is bad. It's a natural way in which the body fights off trauma and injury. But when it's chronic, it hangs around, builds up, and has a negative impact on health. It's definitely a risk marker for heart disease, says Dr. Goldberg. Autoimmune diseases such as lupus, rheumatoid arthritis, psoriatic arthritis, and Sjogren's syndrome are associated with inflammation. So is obesity, she says. Do this. Think about how to lower inflammation. Getting regular aerobic exercise and losing weight, if needed, can reduce inflammation, says Dr. Goldberg. This is particularly important for people with an autoimmune disease, she adds. The leading cause of death in people with autoimmune disease is heart disease, so they should pay attention to their heart and heart disease risk factors, she says. Fact: Any amount of smoking harms the heart. Smoking hurts almost every organ in the body, including the heart, says the National Heart, Lung, and Blood Institute, affecting how it functions, its structure, the blood vessels, and the blood itself. Vaping ups risk too, says Dr. Goldberg. 
Vaping is harmful to the heart as well as the lungs and brain, she says. There's a 71% higher risk of stroke and a 59% higher risk of developing a heart attack when you vape, she says. Do this. If you smoke, do everything you can to quit. Start by talking to your doctor, who can direct you to programs and possible medications that can help. Secondhand smoke ups your risk as well, so send any smokers outside. Fact. Easing stress is a big heart health booster. Mental stress is a strong potential cardiac risk factor, according to a 2021 Journal of the American Medical Association, or JAMA, study, as well as several previous studies. The reason? The fight-or-flight response accompanying stress releases hormones that cause changes in the body, for example, increasing blood pressure and body fat over time. Stress also brings about higher inflammation in the arteries. Do this. Add some zen to your life. Think seriously about your own personal path to a calmer life, whether it's downloading a meditation app and carving out time to use it, making sure you're not carrying too much of the mental load in the household, starting each day with some dedicated reading time, or taking a mindfulness walking break each afternoon. Fact. Both cardio and strength exercises are important. Exercise can help keep your blood pressure in check, reduce your levels of stress hormones, and help your muscles pull oxygen out of your blood, among other heart benefits. Getting regular exercise, a combo of aerobic movement and resistance training, reduces your risk of sudden heart attack and other potentially fatal cardiac events. Do this. For optimal heart health, get at least 150 minutes of aerobic exercise each week, says Dr. Goldberg, and do some upper and lower body strength training two or three times per week, she says. Fact. A healthy level of cholesterol can prevent blockages in your arteries. The AHA suggests that everyone 20 and older get their cholesterol checked every four to six years, and you should do that more often if you have heart risk factors or already have heart disease. High levels of LDL cholesterol can lead to fatty buildup in your arteries, and low levels of HDL cholesterol, which helps transport cholesterol away from your arteries, are also unhealthy. Your triglyceride levels will also be checked. If those are high, your risk of heart attack and stroke is higher, especially if the other two levels are wonky. Do this. Go get that cholesterol test. If you need to improve your levels, your doctor will talk to you about healthier eating, the importance of exercise, and possibly medication. Your heart's favorite foods. One of the biggest influences on your heart is what you feed it. Your diet is fundamental to managing blood pressure, cholesterol, blood sugar, inflammation, and weight. The simplest way to get all the nutrients needed for a strong heart is to build meals around a variety of these foods, produce, whole grains, lean protein, and healthy fats, and minimize heart saboteurs, trans and saturated fats, sodium, and added sugars. Hungry for a change? Add these healthy heart allies to your daily menu. Avocados. They are an excellent source of monounsaturated fats, the healthy type that can help lower so-called bad LDL cholesterol. Tomatoes. Inflammation is a bad actor when it comes to heart disease. Counter it with tomatoes. They're rich in lycopene, an anti-inflammatory antioxidant. 
enjoy them both raw and cooked. Heat increases the amount of lycopene that is available for your body to absorb. Beans, beans and other legumes are high in fiber, which helps balance blood sugar and aids in appetite control. One study found that people who ate one third of a cup of black beans daily were 38 percent less likely to suffer a heart attack than those who ate beans less than once a month. Leafy greens. Eating seven cups of raw greens or three and a half cups of cooked greens per week has been associated with a 15 percent lower risk of coronary heart disease, largely due to their high nitrate content. Which helps blood vessels relax and promotes healthy blood pressure. Walnuts. They may reduce LDL cholesterol and inflammation, improve blood vessel function, and support balanced blood sugar. Berries. When eaten regularly, these fruits may help increase levels of good HDL cholesterol, decrease blood pressure, and prevent blood platelets from sticking together, so it's easier for your heart to pump blood. Sweet potatoes. These are high in potassium, a mineral that supports healthy blood pressure by dilating blood vessels and helping flush away sodium. Turmeric, curcumin, a compound found in it, protects against plaque formation in arteries. Use turmeric with black pepper for better absorption. Oats. Eating one and a half cups of cooked oatmeal in the morning could reduce total cholesterol by five percent. Whole grains like oats are a good source of fiber and other heart-friendly nutrients. Flax seeds. Studies suggest that these seeds, known for their omega threes and fiber content, may help lower blood pressure, cholesterol, and blood sugar. Broccoli. This veggie is a great source of potassium, nitrates, folate, and vitamin C, all of which support healthy blood vessel function and blood pressure. Up next, America has never had so many 65-year-olds. They're redefining the milestone. A record number of people will turn 65 this year. Here's how they are distinct from their predecessors, by Claire Ansberry from the Wall Street Journal. More Americans are turning 65 this year than any prior time in history. Today's 65-year-olds are redefining a milestone long associated with retirement parties and the end of productive years. They are wealthier and, by many measures, healthier, and expected to live another 20 years. A growing share are divorced. Many turn their focus to what they want in this next stage. Being 65 is not just thinking about who you were, but what you might become in a new chapter, says Ken Dykdwald, CEO of AgeWave, a California-based consulting firm specializing in aging-related issues. Our own parents and grandparents, he says, weren't typically thinking of new ventures and possibilities at 65. They were winding down, he says. About 4.1 million Americans will reach 65 years old this year, reaching a surge that will continue through 2027, according to an analysis by Jason Fichtner, executive director of the Retirement Income Institute and chief economist at the Bipartisan Policy Center. That is about 11,200 a day, compared with the 10,000 daily average from the previous decade, he says. Robin Darrow, vice president of sales and marketing at Centrifugal Events, turns 65 in a few months, but has no plans to retire because she loves her work and also can't afford to retire. 
Darrow, who lives in the Philadelphia area, helped found the company in 2016, which offers create-your-own-fragrance events at meetings and celebrations. I'm not winding down. I'm just starting, she says. Working longer. Nearly 20 percent of Americans 65 and older were employed in 2023, which is nearly double the share of those who were working 35 years ago, according to a recent report from the Pew Research Center. More are working and tending to work more hours, says Richard Fry, a senior researcher at Pew who conducted the study. Close to two-thirds of 65 and older employees are working full-time, compared with nearly half in 1987, he says. They're earning more, too, with average hourly pay reaching $22 an hour in 2023, up from $13 an hour in inflation-adjusted dollars in 1987, according to the Pew Report. Many in this age group are working because they need the money now or want to build a bigger retirement reserve so they don't outlive their savings, says AARP's Carly Ruskowski. They also enjoy their work and the opportunity for ongoing learning and social connections, she says. More wealth. Today's 65-year-olds are wealthier than their predecessors. While significant disparities exist, the median net worth of those 65 to 74 was $410,000 in 2022, up from $282,270 in 2010 in inflation-adjusted 2022 dollars, according to the Federal Reserve's Survey of Consumer Finances. This is one of the untold success stories of the modern economy. There is a lot more wealth as people enter retirement, says Ben Harris, director of the Retirement Security Project at Brookings Institution and former chief economist at the U.S. Treasury Department. Some of that 45 percent increase in net worth reflects rising values of homes and retirement accounts. Not all baby boomers have fared as well. Those 75 and older had a 13 percent gain in median net worth over the same period. Today's 65-year-olds have more to spend now, but fewer have pensions that offer protected monthly income. They have to depend on savings, investments, and Social Security to last, and cover expected rising caregiving costs, says Fickner with the Bipartisan Policy Center. Mark Emerson, age 65, of Watertown, New York, retired last year after a 40-year career as a diesel truck mechanic, first as a small business owner and then with a large logistics company. He has retirement savings, but would have had more if he spent his entire career with the logistics firm, which had a company retirement savings program. Still, he says, he's done relatively well. His parents lived comfortably into their 80s on a small pension and Social Security, but were better off financially than they were, says Emerson, who has a summer cottage on Lake Ontario and a fishing boat. Active Lifestyles A greater share of 65-year-olds reported meeting federal physical activity guidelines of 150 minutes of moderate-intensity aerobic activity a week and strength training in 2018 than in 1998, according to researchers from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Staying active and muscle strengthening can help reduce the risks of falls, cardiovascular disease, depression, and Alzheimer's disease. Gina McRae, an administrative coordinator for a consulting business, turned 65 in early February. 
Every weekday morning at about 7 a.m., McRae turns on her TV and works out for about 30 to 45 minutes with Senior Shape or other YouTube instructors, alternating between strength, aerobics, and yoga in her Beltsville, Maryland basement. Her routine began in 2019, in part to lose weight, and also because she wanted to be more active than her mom, whose exercise consisted of yard work. I'm in better shape than she was at 65, she says. Living single. The divorce rate among people 65 and older has more than tripled since 1990, says sociologist Susan Brown, co-director of the National Center for Family and Marriage Research at Bowling Green State University in Ohio. It isn't clear why a larger share of 65-year-olds are getting divorced, but it could be partly the result of longevity. Today's 65-year-olds can reasonably expect to live another 20 years and might not want to spend it in an unhappy marriage, says Brown. They often end up living alone, although not everyone can afford doing so. Americans prize independence and autonomy, she says. A higher purpose. Having a purpose matters more than having youthfulness among people 50 and older, according to a Harris Poll survey conducted for AgeWave. It's good for our health. It can lower the risk of Alzheimer's disease, heart disease, and stroke, and can make people happier. A lot of people are thinking forward. What am I going to do? Where am I going to live? How can I have a legacy, says Age Waves Duckwald. Craig Pampeyan, who turned 65 in May, retired last year from the tech industry where he spent his 40-year career. He's not done yet. He received an Encore Fellowship, which matches seasoned professionals with social impact organizations. Pompeian, who had been a Cub Scout and Eagle Scout, was paired with Boy Scouts of America to help with strategy and planning. I had to figure out how to get engaged for the next chapter of my life, says Pompeian, who lives in Los Altos, California. After his fellowship ended in November, he expects to continue working with youth, either on his own or through an organization. I'm interested in preparing kids for life, he says. Up next, how to grow your relationship. From the Washington Post. Why do some relationships work while others don't last? One reason may be the number of nice things in your lives. Nice stands for novel, interesting, challenging, and exciting. And research shows that these types of activities can improve your love connection. Gary Lewandowski, Jr., psychology professor at Monmouth University, has found that the happiest and most lasting relationships are expansive, meaning the other person makes our life bigger and more interesting. Perhaps your partner knows a lot about science or medicine and shares fascinating tales with you over dinner. Or maybe you have a passion for food and cooking, and your relationship is a culinary adventure. Or it may be that your partner shows you so much support you feel capable of anything. This is not you complete me, notes Lewandowski. Our job is to make each other better together than we are by ourselves, he says. Up next, watch out for look-alike, sound-alike drugs from Consumer Reports on Health. Hundreds of meds have similar names or appearance, which can confuse even doctors and pharmacists. The Institute for Safe Medication Practices, which recently added 80 new pairs of drugs to a list it maintains, says knowing what your meds should look like can help you spot problems. And the source is ISMP List of Confused Drug Names.
and from consumer reports on health. A little of this may boost your mood. Mindfulness, becoming more aware and accepting of thoughts and feelings in a relaxing setting, may help you be happier. In-person mindfulness classes reduced the likeliness of feeling stressed, anxious, or depressed over the following six months, according to an analysis of 13 studies. It looked only at in-person classes, so it's not clear if online and app-based programs would have the same effect. YMCA's and other fitness centers offer these programs. And the source is Nature Mental Health. I previewed an article that I didn't have time to read. Once again, I'm so sorry. And that is the 14 Surprising Things About Aging from WebMD. And while we maybe all could write some of those down on our own, I will read that article next week. Thank you for joining us for the Human Health Program. My name is Emily Crocker. If you enjoyed this program, please register for our free services at www.aftersight.org or by calling 303-786-7777.